Please ask him to invite us our giving or break up the fellowship. Please find your hymn books and please turn to 106. 106. 
And then we'll have a line to come in the Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you.
real quick before Elijah comes up, I did want to mention, so two of these ladies uh, teach music lessons. Rachel Wiley, in the black in the back. There. <laughs> uh, she teaches lessons out at Jefferson at Truth Baptist Church. Is it once a week, Rachel? Or yes. Once a week, she's out there. And I know most of the folks here don't go to Jefferson very often. Uh, but maybe you know someone down there uh, that would like to take piano lessons. And then Miss Cassandra, the pink dress in the back, or orange, whatever, salmon. Pink. 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 <laughs> pink. Uh, she teaches right here every Friday, teaches voice, piano, and violin. So uh, maybe some kids, or adults for that matter, would like to learn to play the piano or sing or play the violin. You've got Jefferson for some of those things, and you get right here on Fridays for some of those things. So I just want to put that out there so everyone is aware. I meant to say something this morning, but completely spaced in the midst of everything. So uh, I wanted to make you all aware of that. So Elijah, you can come on up and let her walk. So I have basically two parts, one where we'll talk about the uh, ministry, but first, let's talk about what God's Word says. So we take into the Bible, which both parts are what God says. But if we go to the Bible, and um, I don't want to have you turn too much, but um, please turn your Bibles to Matthew 28, please. Matthew 28. And I'll just read two verses, and um, then we'll pray, and... We'll, we'll stand together as we read, and then we'll pray, and you may be seated, and we'll get right into God's Word. So Matthew 28, and then it's going to be verse 19, says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Well, I thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord. I praise your name on high, Lord. And I pray you uh, speak through me, Lord, and use your word, Lord, in all our lives. Uh, help us to go on change, Lord, add to our faith. And I pray, Lord, uh, please add something to us today, Lord. I pray help us to uh, grow from your word tonight, uh, today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated. All right, so very clear here. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. So here's God's mission for us. You read right on there, right there, and this we do in remembrance of him. This church, right, we share the word of God with, I believe, we need to share God's word with people around us. You know, I don't think we've really um, come to, uh, I don't believe, well, forgive me, I'm a little bit of a mumbler, I guess. I'm nervous. <laughs> Um, but we are to share the gospel with everybody, everybody we can. But in here, God, it's God's word that says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So I fully believe and I know God wants us to hand out gospel tracts and to share God's word with others. And um, I thought sharing a little bit of my testimony was when I was uh, five years old when I got saved. And at six and seven, when we used to be in the community center, um, we would just, me and the cousins would give out gospel tracts. So we, for kids, we were a little nervous to hit going up in front of people, going to people and asking them. So we used to slip in vehicles, open doors, and set right the seats, the driver's seat, the door, uh, set in the seats, looking through windows when we were little. Yeah, 
We did all through that neighborhood, the Union Community Center, all that was around. And then we did, I eventually reached a point where I did give gospel tracts to people. But I hit a point in my life where I got really nervous, seven, six, and I got really nervous, and I just kind of quenched the spirit. I kind of told the Lord no. I kind of just quenched it, and I decided I didn't want to. I just kind of rejected it, even though God's Word says this, that teach and preach. And John 17, 18, one, um, John 17, 18 says, As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I have also sent them into the world. He has sent us to go and share the gospel. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 19, um, I think it's just 18 here, it says, um, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Which the ministry is the duty, and reconciliation means renewed friendship. And we have the new renewed friendship with God because we were once enemies. We were of darkness. We were the enemies of God. But now we are reconciled to be friends, renewed friendship. And we have to share with everybody this new friendship. So as we go to places and stores, I think um, we should give out gospel tracts. We should share God's word with them. And it wasn't until um, 15 the pastor preached, and I really just felt like I wasn't giving enough of myself to Christ. So I said, I just prayed. It's just a simple prayer. Lord, I am holding nothing back from you. Lord, take everything. I am everything. It's all for you. And I went to the store, and I, I wasn't, I was different. I wasn't re-saved. Um, I wasn't saved. I was, I, it's just the Lord opened doors. I gave the Lord more of my life. I believe sometimes we all can do that if we don't have, because all of us, once you're saved, we want to get out the gospel. We want to share what Christ has given us. And you can find that in, um, Let's see where it is. Uh, 1 Corinthians, if you turn with me. Um, I hope I'm not being too quick. 1 Corinthians. Please turn with me at 1 Corinthians. I know I say it several times. Make sure everybody gets it, I guess. Make sure I get it, too. All right, so 1 Corinthians 9.16. 9.16 says, For though I, this is Paul here, though, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me, yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. I believe that's with all of us. It hurts a part of ourselves when we don't give out the gospel. And I can tell you personally, yeah, every single time I reject the Holy Spirit's work and not give someone gospel check because I'm a little nervous or they kind of scary, a little scary looking or make excuses, I feel like this pit in my stomach and it hurts and I feel like I failed God. I believe we all have that. It just, I believe, when I happened to me a few years ago, is I we quench the spirit, we block that part of ourselves, that Christ, the Holy Spirit, what He's done in our lives, we've kind of quenched and we block that part of God's work. Just like peace, what Dad talked about, my pastor, my Dad talked about, is peace. We have peace, but in some Christians, we're like, what? There's peace, really? I've never had this peace, and they pray for peace, and it's available. You just have to pray for it. You have to ask the Lord to unlock it in your life. And you have to open yourself to him. Just like Paul, when he um, when, he's, um, when he says that he dies to him, it says in, uh, so I'm just going to read a verse, start, um, verse, we'll start at 16, and we'll run down to 19, the verses in here. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me, yea, woe is unto me, if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward, but if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. What is my reward then? Verily, that when I preach the gospel, 
I may, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I have used not my power in the gospel. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself a servant, made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. Isn't that amazing? I'm like, we need to be servants. We don't need to put ourselves any higher than everybody else. We need to be servants. So us saying, I'm, not, I'm a little nervous about giving our gospel tracts, even though it's hard, and it's just pride, and it's Satan trying to hinder us. I believe fully sharing the gospel with people is what God has called us to do. He's what he's given us, what we must do in remembrance of him to serve him. This is in 1 John, um, 1 John, say, 1 John 2, 6. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. We walk on this earth. God walked up with Christ, walked on this earth, and gave, you know, he gave, shared the gospel with people. He wanted people to be saved. He wanted people to go to heaven. And, and we are to do what he has done on this earth, what he's walked down on here. And he shared the gospel with others. So it is our part. I believe it is, it has been, you know, I believe fully in myself that it has been selfish of me to be quenching the spirit, the Holy Spirit, and to be quenching God in my life to where I haven't given the gospel trust or shared the gospel with anybody. And I think we all can find that um, similar in all our lives. We always hit the, we all have hit this point where we probably haven't served God like we should. And, you know, I've ha I think I've, I've had some questions where, like, well, you have, I've had been some places where people thought, oh, you're just, you know, they kind of see me as, you're, well, you're, you're somewhere else. You're, you know, something special. Or you have some will. And I'm like, what? We're all special. I'm like, are you kidding me? God, you know, all of our hairs, he knows. Like, it's not just one person. That doesn't, I don't have any specific, I'm not being proper or whatever, but. It's just I don't have – I want people to know I have no special um, will. I don't have some stronger will than anybody else. Everybody else can have the exact same ability and power to go give gospel tracts to people. Nothing, nothing special about me that gives me any power whatsoever. You know where the power comes from? Jesus Christ right there. God himself. And, you know, I wanted to say, some, um, say something to this person, but I did not. And I want to say it's not some special will that I have that gives me the ability to share the gospel with it's not, it's not a will. It's, it's about giving up your will. That's what it's about. It's not about the special will that gives me the ability to go give a gospel to It's about giving up my will. It's about what Paul says is I die to self. Be a servant to all. It's deciding that we aren't free. We, even though we are free of sin and of all men, we are to live as servants to all. So we may gain the more. Because when we go to heaven, I want to go home, uh, go to heaven, home, well, yeah, it's home, and bring stuff for my Savior. I want to carry so much stuff upon my back and give him so much. I believe all of us want that. And you know what? It takes work. It takes hardness. It takes sacrificing so much for, for him. But he's worth every bit. He's worth it. And we all know this. So I think to myself, why are not looking at everybody says, but why haven't I also been giving gospel tracts to the people that need it? Now every single time when I see somebody, I always see somebody, when I um, make excuses or... Um, Passed by everybody, and I see they need the gospel. They need a savior. They're lost. They have nothing to gain. They have no. They, they're they're living empty lives in darkness, and they don't even realize it. Uh, there's a verse I read yesterday about the darkness not even understanding or knowing that we are in the light, but they don't and they don't even understand what is to come. And the darkness that they are living in, they have no clue. It, who is supposed to? You know, I think to myself, and I'm like, I can make all the excuses all the day I want. All the day I want. But I'm like, but who's going to reach him with the gospel? You know, the neighbor right over there, who's going to reach him with the gospel? 
It could be somebody who's not serving God as much as uh, or as difficult as, you know, what if it's a Jehovah Witness or something who's not living the way and they just, you know, they bring them away or something. Or put them in the you know, wrong religion or someone else, someone else, Catholics or whatever. It's like, but isn't it our ability? Isn't it our, God's will has given us, the Lord has given us the plan of salvation to share with them. It is our, the God has given us this Bible right here to share with others. And I don't, I'm like, man, I, um, as can me, when basketball season last year, or two years ago, whatever, we were run down. And I'm like, man, we never reach these people, man. We've never reached these people with the gospel, and they're right down the road. They're right next door, your neighbors, basically. And all these people in unity are neighbors, basically. We are all close. Um, not with one another close, but they're just close enough that we should share the gospel with them. The people that are close around, we can just drive a little bit. And it doesn't matter if we have to drive a little distance. Because doesn't the Lord Savior deserve everything we have? Deserve everything he's given us? He's given us so much, the, like more than we can ask for. And yet we're, you know, unselfish to keep it for myself. And we should give Christ everything. Everything we have. Sacrifice so much for the Lord. And it's just, I, for though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. We will gain more. Sometimes when we think of sacrificing money, gas, um, time. Time is one of the things we can't give up. All I think it's time we give up time. <laughs> time is all. Throw the clock out the door. It all belongs to Jesus Christ. Time, it doesn't matter about um, being late from some things. There are some things that you probably need to be on there, you know, be on time, stuff like that. But I believe fully that there is, that we should not put God off. What he's called us to the mission the ministry, the duties that he has given us to tell other people of reconciliation, the renewed friendship that they need to have with Jesus Christ. As we see people, I bring uh, gospel tracks with me in my pocket. I'm carrying more now because I'm kind of, it's kind of, kind of weighed down when I'm giving gospel tracks, so I need to get back at it. Carry gospel tracks in my pocket and try and get as many as out as I can. Because so many people, you know, hey, this piece of paper that maybe they'll never read. They might even throw away. But we forget sometimes that that's the word of God. It's the word of God. Those words are alive, a two-edged sword, the uh, hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. The word of God is so powerful and strong. It's not such a piece of paper, but it's God's word. And we're handing them something that's so powerful, more powerful than us. Hey, you might be smaller than me, but it's way powerful than me. It's God's word. And we're handing them this. And prayfully, they take it. Prayfully, they read it. Whatever happens to it, it's God. God knows. We don't. But it's in God's will that we share the gospel with them. And sometimes talking with them is good, too. We can talk with some people and share Christ with them. I know it's hard. I had a, a job, one of my old jobs. Is There was an old gentleman, and I was really nervous, but he was lost, and he kind of made fun of religion. And, and I, I told him I didn't like religion. And I says, oh, I believe in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he was like, what? He was, I don't know, he didn't really understand that well. But I shared my testimony with him. He says, yeah, I grew up saved. He says, but, you know, he's like, I had mean people. And not saved, forgive me. He, he grew up in church, and he, he basically rejected all that. And uh, I said, well, I says, I, I just uh, shared my testimony. So I said, I shared my testimony and what I said. My parents were, um, they were the perfect example. I saw them in the relationship with Christ they had. It was real. And I wanted that. I wanted what they have, and I found it, thanks, thanks to God. And I got saved five years old, and the Lord's been changing my life ever since. Every day, I grow and get, I try to be more like Christ every day. 
and to work for him. And a part of that is sharing the gospel, um, the ministry, the duties of reconciliation, and doing God's word. Acts 1.8, uh, you don't have to turn there, but I'm going to go right there. I don't have it written down. Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8 says, just a little bit more. Uh, 1.8 says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So, Remember, I've also been told that, uh, or maybe I've been told by myself, is I kind of feel like when I'm giving out golf tracks, I'm all by myself. I'm a little, I just feel like a little lonely. I'm going to somebody, I'm out of my comfort zone, I'm all by myself, and it, it gets a bit lonely. And then I come back to Matthew, where it talks about that he's with us always to the end of the world. And then we have this right here, where he says that the power that after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, that we have the peace of Jesus Christ within us. And that he is with us always to the end of the world. So we are not alone. It's something to make it very, um, put some, make that stick in our heads is that we are not alone. I'm nervous, I'm all by myself, but I'm not alone. We never remember that. It's, we're not alone. We have the word of God within us. We have Jesus Christ with us. And he has greater power than them, than me, and anything could happen. But I trust Jesus Christ and I believe in what he's called me to do. And I believe what he has given us, the mission that he has called us to do. Um, there's um, other verses, um, but I'll, I prefer to just go back to 1 Corinthians. Um, I know everybody's probably getting a little sleepy for all that food, so don't worry. I'm, get, I'm getting close somewhat. All right, so 1 Corinthians. Um, no, forgive me. It was 2 Corinthians, wasn't it? Let's see. Uh, let's see. 1 Corinthians, that's We'll just try. We'll try to figure it out. I should have wrote that down. Forgive me. So I think it was 1 Corinthians 9. 16. Yeah, I got it. Oh, Alright, so it says, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity, necessity, what does necessity mean? And necessity means the irresistible power. So he says, I have nothing to glory of. For an irresistible power, necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. And I'm pretty sure uh, woe is uh, despair or, uh, or something like that. Despair, but that we've not given the gospel. And I feel that now that I've given God a part of my life in that, I feel this woe upon me. If I don't give out the gospel, it hurts. A piece of me, a pastor told me a story where he was at Home Depot and he was giving out gospel tracts, and there was one guy he really wanted to, but he kind of just like resisted what God, you know, just what put in his heart and he kind of rejected it. But he felt God's burden upon his heart and that he had to. So my dad ran all through Home Depot looking for that guy to give him a gospel tract, and he gave it to him. and yeah, I don't remember the rest of the story after that, but that's kind of the point. When the Lord puts a burden on you, I've had something similar where I drove right by somebody who was walking in town, and I just felt like, oh, I should give him a gospel track. He looked a little bit homeless, I guess, but I was like, well, I just kept driving, like, no, I don't want to stop him, stop stop him, stop my car, and go give him a gospel track. Maybe you'll think I'm leaving. So I remember driving, and I'm like, damn, this guy's lost, and he's working for God right now. Anybody can. And we don't know anybody. You can't. You know, some people, I've been told that some, by some people that they can read somebody a mile away. They can know exactly who they are, what they're doing, what's busy. No, we can't. Now, I've been told by several pastors that you can't read anybody who they are because the person that looks um, golf or whatever can be a Christian. You never know. <laughs> now, you don't ever know nowadays. I pray not, but sometimes you can run into things like that. Or somebody that looks completely nice. I run into this so many times. She's so nice. He is so nice. I don't give him a gospel track. They're actually hugely mean at me. Like, you can't judge anybody by how they look, how they act. There's nothing. You can't. You can't. There's no way you can get any of that. So 
We need to give everyone a gospel track. It doesn't matter how they look, how they act. They are to receive Christ. God doesn't say in his word, only give those who are nice to you a gospel. No, it doesn't say that. No, I don't see that anywhere. I'm pretty sure every pastor can tell you there's not that to be found. So we're to give everybody the gospel and share the word of God with everybody. And frankly, they get saved. We can pray every day. Please, God, save them. Reach them with the gospel. And I pray that we just give the word of God to them. Um, this irresistible power, it's irresistible power, the necessity. Once you've given Christ everything, every part of you, you will have this necessity. is laid up upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. And it's just it's just who I, you know, the Lord's done with my life that he can do with everyone else's life. We just give Christ more of our lives. And God will speak right through us. And, you know, some, you know, getting up here, and some, I was super nervous, but then I get up here, the Lord just speaks through me, prayerfully and thankfully, because I was nervous. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy, how am I getting up there in front of people? But it's, the Lord is thankfully helping. He can help every single one of us. You know what I mean? So we have necessity, reasonable power, um, and the Lord has given us this ministry, this duty to serve him. And my plan, uh, what I told Pastor, it's, I, you know, it's been in my heart, it's been a burden upon me, that to get our um, outreach ministry started. And there were some people I thought were going to kind of take that, so I, you know, they were older, and I just think I didn't mention it, but they did not mention it. And I just felt like a Pastor Fagger, that Sunday, a Pastor Fagger had preached a sermon, and it really spoke to my heart, and I said, I'm just going to talk to Pastor. I said, I really just feel like I should talk to him. So I came up with, um, so Pastor says we are on Saturdays, not right away we'll still plan a date well on saturdays um you know all the church members if you'd all come together on a saturday and go try to reach people with the gospel and uh you know i pray that all of us give our gospels all the time and not just on saturday but that saturday we take a special day where we drive um i got a map of unity probably can't all see it that well but i got a map of unity and they're free um at the town office what's the point um, and we can print more, stuff like that. And I'll say we're going to put it together, a plan to drive, um, we're going to plan roads and kind of figure that out. I'll talk to a pastor a little bit more about it, my mom. Try to think of a plan on which roads and try to houses that we can uh, reach. And try to get everybody unity. My goal is to um, get, I almost said hit, but that sounds wrong. Trying to hit people while we're trying to share, share with people, share Jesus Christ with everybody. And to go down to every house, because there are houses right up the road over there that we've never reached, never touched, or given the gospel. And I feel like those people are the people that we should try to reach, try to reach these people. But that I still want, even though we have a day on Saturday, to go give the gospel tracks and stuff like that, share the gospel. I fully believe that every day we have for Christ. Um, I've been, I was talking with a guy at work, and he says, you know, it's sad to see so many kids fall away from the Lord. And so many kids that are in bad doctrine, and they're falling away from the Lord. And what, we, what he told me is, is uh, we agreed on this was that it's because young kids, they have Sunday. That's the Lord's Day. And they get taught about Jesus Christ. And then the rest of the week, they're living out the world. They're watching all kinds of internet, TV, all the stuff that the world teaches. And they're out in the world. And they're friends of the world. And then they're completely, they're messed up, basically. Because now they're, they're only hearing Jesus Christ, about Jesus Christ one day. They're only serving him one day. They're giving Christ only one day. But like Pastor said, we are not to only we are not to live for Christ. We are to die for him. Die for Jesus Christ. So that means I believe every day we are to give Christ preeminence over everything. Is that every day should be best given to him. 
Every day it should be for the Lord. So every day be the Lord's day. And the Lord, what praise for the Lord. God, what can I give you this day? What can I give you? How can I serve you? Lead me to one um, lead me to a soul today to share the gospel with, to give out gospel track. Do whatever we can for Christ. Every day should be spent for him. You know, you know, you know, even days when I'm working, there's still stuff to do for Jesus Christ. You can put a smile on my face, listen to God's music. You know, um, now, sometimes there's things differently. You can only share the gospel with other people depending on where you're working. But you know, you know, you get gas. You go. You can share the gospel there. You can go go to stores. You go to Home Depot for tools. Uh, go to the store for other things too, like food and stuff like that. There's always things that we can do that we you know we overlook all the time. We should share the gospel with everybody. Everybody needs the gospel. You know, we don't always deserve it. I was like, well, they don't deserve it because of their sin. We all don't. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. We all don't deserve it to go to heaven. But that's not what it's about. It's God loving us. Just how he loved us. We gotta love them. And we gotta sacrifice and put everything we can and serve Christ. The way of sharing the gospel and give out gospel tracts. So in this all this um, all in this moment, um, so someone showed up in the mail. Sorry, this is a someone showed up in the mail and uh, it's is anyone going to read this? So I just not like Okay, it says Bill New England. So it's a track handout challenge. So another thing a challenge. Uh, a little frizzy um, frizzy on that. Don't sound worried, okay, forget it. Okay, so I have some notes on here. So track handout challenge. So um, I thought Pastor we were thinking it's, it's ironic that this thing would come at the exact time that we're planning on starting up a gospel ministry, an outreach ministry, and here we are with this thing sent in the mail. So um, it's a church. I don't know where. I forgot for the video on there. But they're basically, their goal is to reach New England and to uh, hand out gospel tracts. So there, it's a challenge, and we are to serve God with all our lives, and that's why we should serve Christ. So I know it's a Saturday, and some days that's the day you'll be off. That's the day I have off. And a lot of us have off that day. Um, but that's what the day, you know, we should give Christ. If we were to sacrifice and give all for Jesus Christ, you know, that sometimes we have to sacrifice time. Sometimes we have to sacrifice time. And uh, good New England purpose. This is uh, that's all the uh, um, attributes to why they've done it. So basically there are other churches. Um, so Maine is one of them where we would be the, I've already signed us up. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, a little bit more about it. So, basically, their idea is to get churches inspired to give out the gospel and to share God, as many gospel tracts as they can. They have this challenge. So, basically, each church in each uh, part of uh, the state, New England, basically. So, Maine is part of those other churches in Maine that are doing it, and we're all going to be a team, basically. And it's uh, there are other, other teams like Massachusetts and Connecticut. And there's other ones down there, but we are on the challenge to see how many gospel tracks we can give out. And uh, I pray that after that, that um, it will go on, that it will keep that, and we'll try to keep that for the Lord. But it's on July 12th, all the way to July, June 12th, June 12th, forgive me, June 12th to um, July 10th. Thanks very much. So the goal is to win souls, motivate members, labor together. 
And I believe we should all labor together for Jesus Christ. And I believe we all believe that. And uh, they're basically, I've already signed us up. They'll send me some information. Um, we use our own gospel tracts. Um, the goal is to get all of us um, basically to spark our churches hanging out the gospel tracts. And we are, so basically every week, um, we'll work as hard as we can, giving out as many gospel tracts as we can. At the end of the week, um, you can just uh, text me how many um, you guys have given out. I don't worry, we'll share it to anybody. We'll make fun of you. There will be no funny business. It's all good. Um, I'll write it down with all the uh, everybody else's. We'll count it all up. And then I'll send them the number of gospel tracts that was given out by our church. And they'll put that down. And then all the other churches as well will be doing the same. Other churches will be doing the same thing. And they'll put down theirs. So it's a challenge to see who can give out the most gospel tracts, and I know it's a challenge. I don't, you know, I, I don't think it's the best idea to make uh, the work of God a challenge. But if it, what it takes to spark our church's uh, excitement into it, and their goals are, they're good. You know, fill New England purpose, engage all of God's people in the main business of getting the gospel to others. Well, that's good. Distribute getting the gospel truth as many people as possible in the month of June. In July. Excite, encourage each other to keep laboring for the Lord. So we can keep all that up. Um, um, fun and joy, an exciting challenge with we serve together and reach the law. So even though it's a challenge, we're all working together to serve Christ. We're all working together to share the gospel. Um, you know, I believe this is what God wants us to do. This is the mission He's given us. James 1.22 says, But be doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving your own selves. And what is the word? Right here. God's word right here to share the gospel with others and to do his mission and to share what God has done in our lives. And um, we're to win souls and hopefully um, this thing was put together to win souls, motivate members, and labor together. I just said that. But those are some good points. And I believe that's that's what the Lord has in my heart. That's what he's burdened me with. And uh, I just I believe we all should be working hard for that. I, I thought I'd just share... Um, Thought I just thought I'd just share the uh, the rules are basic handout. I just want to say this because I had something funny on here. Um, each gospel track was well. This is these are the rules. So each gospel track must be handed from one person to another living person. So that was basically the goal for all of us. So you know they uh, they mentioned there's other things that you can do with gospel tracks, but they recommend them not. They said hand to any real person. Um, any I thought it a little weird to any living person. So I wanted to know, <laughs> don't hand me any mannequins, okay? No mannequins are off limits. I heard about this one church where they, the church members gave two so, uh, gospel tracts to mannequins, and let's just say the new church members don't have any guts. So I was hoping that would be a funny one. <laughs> uh, uh, um, there's some good testimonies in here, though, some pastors who had, had some really good changes. And I've been reading through them. I'll just share one. Um, where they found it really encouraging for the church and encouraging. They found some people get got saved. People they have seen around the around the street for a, years. They finally decided because of this to encourage them. They finally excited, decided to go and uh, give gospel tracts to him, and he got saved. And he comes to church, and that was started by giving gospel, the gospel to uh, gospel. And uh, I won't read the whole thing, but there was another one also where. Uh, there was, somebody, there was somebody in the church who was really against that, even though he also tried to be just too nervous, but kind of this challenge excited, um, got excited. It became a challenge. You know, they messed, up, they messed around with each other on giving. So he finally started, and he got excited about it, and he actually wasn't able to read. So this guy was able to give 100 gospel tracts in one day. 
and he wasn't able to read. So he that encouraged him to read God's word. And now he's being taught by a tutor uh, how to read, and now he's understanding reading God's word. And I believe for all of us that can encourage us to serve Christ the more in our lives. And we must remember what Paul says right down First Corinthians 9, 16, 19, where he says, um, the more to be servants for others is there, there's more gain. There's a reward in heaven. You know, there's a reward in heaven. What did Jesus Christ have done for us? There's a reward up in heaven for us so that we serve in strong way. That's all I have for today. I wasn't was I too quick?
Yes. Brother Andy, you want to close us in prayer? I absolutely would.